When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. What's going on, everyone? This is the CLNS Media Network's Patriots post-game show. Final score in Philly, Marv, the rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple years ago. Patriots get the victory over the Philadelphia Eagles this time, 17-10, to moving to 9-1 and on the season, 5-1 and on the road. Uh, this was a big matchup because over the course of the Patriots season, they faced a lot of teams you know, that many would consider not up to the of opponents for the Patriots to be facing other than the week before the bye week where they took on the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. It was obviously a huge test. The Patriots took the loss to the Baltimore Ravens. But here was another team that, you know, above average for the most part compared to some of the other sucky teams that you faced. But another, you know, set of going into the game was the fact that it was a rematch of the Super Bowl. But the Patriots came out of it with the victory. It wasn't a pretty game, especially offensively for the Patriots. But at the end of the day, a win is a win. Yeah, man. You could you could say that again, Mike. It was not a pretty game what at all. Um, Patriots struggled offensively moving the ball, only putting up 17 points in this game. You know, defense once again stepped up, up to par, only allowing the Eagles to score 10 points. It looked like maybe early on, that Eagles were going to drive on this team, but the Patriots really picked things up defensively, especially in the second half, allowing, you know, how many points, Mike? Zero. Yeah. Zero yeah. points in the second half. But let's talk about this offense, man. It starts with Tom Brady. Seven, um, 26 for 47. 47 attempts throwing the ball. Cause obviously. And I said that to you earlier. The way it was looking did. with the run game, you it did. looked like Brady was going to need to throw the ball a lot. You did say that, Mike, and you was right. And unfortunately, them throwing the ball wasn't as effective as even the running the ball as well. You know, yeah. 26 for 47, Brady was 216 yards, zero touchdown, zero interception. Obviously, the touchdown that was thrown in this game came from one of Julian Edelman to Philip Dorsett. But let's talk about this passing offense, Mike, that struggled mightily. Yeah, it was a rough game, you know, for the offense all around. You know, one conversation that we did have, you know, we'll get to the passing game for sure, but just in the offense in total, uh, one conversation that we did have on a previous episode of the roundtable that we do, this run game, you know, it's going to have to get going eventually. You know, going into the bye week, it was a conversation, like I said, that we had. And you're hoping that coming out of the bye week, they can find a way to just hopefully get more production out of Sony Michelle, out of yeah. out of Rex Burkhead and even James White back there as well. But the run game needed to to explode to help this offense out in total and coming into this game or coming out of this game, you know, with the final whistle being blown recently, another game where you couldn't say the 
run game was something that the Patriots offense could depend upon. You look at Sony Michelle's stats, 10 carries for 33 yards. Um, James White stepped in there for five carries for 20 yards. Burkhead, five carries for 14 yards. It wasn't nothing pretty coming out of the running backs. And obviously, it doesn't make the day that much easier for Tom Brady. And you can blame that on the running backs. You can, again, blame it on the offensive line, which has continued to struggle all season long. Again, was very prevalent in this game as well. But, you know, when you look at the offense, uh, the running backs – didn't help the situation. Offensive line didn't help the situation. Which again, which then again makes it tough for Brady to get it going with his receiving options. Okay, so you know, obviously, Mike, we are live right now at the Patriots post game. So she already know what that means. The comment section. Oh yeah, as always, always is booming. Something that caught my eye here that I want to talk about. That's talking about this offense here. I can't find who said it, and when I do, I'll give you a shout out. But someone said, "Hey." It's time we start talking about Father Time. Ryan Mooney. Ryan Mooney said, oh, shout out to oh, Ryan. Oh, boy, he Ryan. It's time we start talking about Father Time. Brady. Is it Father Time, though? Is it? Is it? That's the thing. Is it Father Time? Because, obviously, the offensive line is horrible. I say no. But That's just me. Brady has not – this was not a good game from Brady, regardless of, of the offensive line or not. This hasn't been great games from Brady for the past couple of weeks now. This game especially might – you know, my eye was on Brady. I wanted to really see how Brady was going to perform, and he didn't. He didn't play up to Brady's standards, in my opinion. There was a lot of miss, miss balls, bad timing. Um, the receivers, once again, they're not up to par with him as well. You know, there was a misread we saw with Jacoby Myers when there was a fade, and he went in inside instead of outside. It's not like a lot of receivers even got busy. Julian Edelman, you know, led the team with. Five receptions. When have you heard that from a Patriots offense? Someone leading the team with five receptions, and he obviously led the team with 10 targets as well, alongside with James White with seven targets, but he only ends up the game with four receptions and 16 yards. Even the screen work with James White, none of that was working with this offense. The whole offense is out of sync. Now, can we make the argument father time, or is it just the line's not playing well? This is a lot of it. Brady's not playing well. The line's not playing well, and these receivers aren't getting open. The offense in total is bad. Yeah, the offense in total is bad, but I... It starts with the quarterback. It does start with the quarterback, but honestly, I'm just... I I don't... I'm one to... I can't even put my words together. I can't be one to sit here and say that I think Brady is taking the toll of father time and the age is really starting to smack him. I don't feel like that is the issue. If you really watch the games and you could tell, let's look at the receivers. Obviously Edelman is not the same. This is something that you continue to mention. He's probably up there in, in, in drops across the league in sure terms of his hands, his reliability in terms of what he can bring to the table is not what it used to be. That's had a, one. Had, a, had a major drop this game um, that Brady threw to him as, as well. That's one issue. Number two, next guy up there. Um, uh, Sanu, he's new to the offense. He's still trying to get acclimated. It's not going to be. It's never an easy transition. But we can't. We can't be hypocritical. I'm just the saying. Week, the week before with the Ravens, Sanu has a great game. You know, he he's probably the bright spot in that Ravens game. Everyone's talking about oh, Sanu and Brady's connection is great. Then the next week, when it's not, we can't we can't just jump in and say, well, he's new to the system. It, we gotta be consistent. We gotta be consistent with how we we talk about this offense. I'm, but we gotta be consistent. You're right. But at the end of the day, whether you talk about a good game, bad game, 
The fact still remains, Sanu, is on, this is only his second game in a Patriots Third. uniform. Third game in a Patriots uni- uniform. Then you look at the guy after that who was supposedly Nikhil Harry. This is his first game action of his rookie career, of his rookie season. First time stepping on the field in Patriots uniform. Then, you know, obviously, yes, Dorsett's there. Then you have to depend on uh, Jacoby Myers, who had a bad miscommunication with Brady late in that game where he, Brady wanted to do one thing, he didn't do another thing. You could probably envision Brady's pissed with Jacoby Myers not doing what he wanted. So there's that. Then you look at the offensive line, who everybody, I'm looking at the comments, you can see it there. Everybody knows the offense is offensive line is not giving Brady enough time. And I've said this many times over and over again, doesn't matter who the quarterback is. If you don't have time in the pocket and there's consistent pressure there, you will have a bad game. That's just what it is. So, yeah, you can probably say Brady's passes are off. He's not looking as accurate. His deep ball doesn't look like there's not enough strength and power behind it. Sure, that's a piece of it. But then you also have to look at the other side of it. Because I think when it boils down to, if you see Brady has consistent and reliable weapons, and you see that Brady has a strong offensive line that can give him time, history has shown that Brady can get the job done. Yes, he's getting older. Yes, he's 42, 43 years old. That's there. But there's also other things going on around him that contributes to the fact that in total of the offense not looking good at all. I mean, I get it. I get it, man. Nobody wants to hear Brady's game. <laughs> Nobody oh, does. Of Nobody not. wants to hear it. Um, we all love Tom Brady here in Pass Nation, but somebody's got to say it. Somebody's so, got to say it. I hear you. I'm not going to argue with it. And Brady, in these past weeks here, I mean, last year, you know, last year it didn't, the offense didn't look good too, but it was catered to the run, the running game. And it's not there this year. That's this another year, issue right year, there. The running game is not there. So, you know, Brady has to obviously 47 throws is too much. 47 attempts to throw the football is too much. But another thing that's concerning is you look at this Philadelphia Eagles defense. You know, this is a defense that's been banged up, doesn't have the greatest secondary, and you were still not able to get enough through them. When Ben Watson is leading in yardage on your team, that's when you know it was a struggle. And in the game. And you know, I do want to talk about Ben Watson a little bit because I saw even in a comment just came in from uh, the Dynasty Continues said that Ben Watson looked great tonight. And in, in my opinion, in all honesty, Ben Watson has looked pretty solid ever since he's he's suited back up for the New England Patriots. Obviously, again, we all know he is not Rob Gronkowski. He's not here to be the new Rob Gronkowski. He's a tight end filling in in that position. And thankfully for the Patriots, they have a guy who is familiar with the team, familiar with the system. So it's kind of an easy transition to him. And I know he's, what, 38 years old. So the age is there. But for the most part, you have a game like tonight. He's shown that he's still pretty reliable when the time comes and his name is called upon. He can somewhat get the job done. Will he have big games where he's getting, you know, eight, nine receptions for 100 and something yards or two touchdowns like Rob Gronkowski did? Probably not. But he's filling in and doing a solid job for who he is. Definitely. A um, couple of notes to bring up, you know, speaking on the offense, we're still on offense. Speaking on defensive line, Isaiah Wynn. This is a guy who you're really counting on Need to, come, Isaiah to come back and actually produce something because Newhouse, I was nice before, Mike. <laughs> I was nice. You know, I used to say, you know, he's doing solid. He's doing okay. He's trying his best. He sucks. He playing those sucks. Another thing that's concerning, you know, we talk about the running game not being there. We're talking about, you know, the passing game not being able to compete. But the screens, 
the screen game is just not there. It has to yeah. it to Ed, whether it's to Edelman, whether it's to um to James White or Sony Michelle. The big the biggest screenplay you had this game was to Ben Watson. <laughs> and it was the slowest ten yards you would ever see, but it actually worked, which is really surprising. But that's something the Patriots always were able to complete. You know what? Using a James White or a Rex Burkhead in the screen, you know they would pick up a lot of yardage. And unfortunately, it's just not there in this in this game. Another of it has to be with Brady as well. You know, what I see is Brady's a lot older. He's not going to stand in the pocket as maybe he'll do it in the playoff because that's what really matters. But in the regular season, I've seen him throw the ball a little earlier than he needs to because he wants to get rid of the ball and not take those hits. And that that comes with age, too. That's something a lot of people won't talk about, but Brady does let go of the ball a lot quicker than he used to instead of holding to that one extra second to take that major hit and allow his receiver to get open. Just something to think about as well when you talk about Brady and you talk about his age. Yeah, age is there for sure. At 42, 43 years old, you don't want to get hit because at that stage in your career, that age, one hit could be the end of your career. At the same time, whether it's Brady or any other quarterback, if you know consistently your offensive line can't be depended on, you want to get rid of the ball quick because you know, hey, these guys in front of me have not been doing a solid job protecting me, and I need to get rid of the ball quick. So, I mean, it's a combination of those two things for sure. Um, One thing that I did want to bring up, I know a lot of people are talking about it early in the comments, but again, this is the debut of Nikhil Harry. Yes. First game. For the New England Patriots, after being out for a while, dealing with injury, coming off of IR, he's back. He played. He finished the game with four targets, three receptions for 18 yards. He was out there, Marv. You know, a lot of people have been looking for him since he's been active again for the last couple of weeks, but he was out there today. And in my opinion, you know, obviously his numbers don't jump off the charts and say anything crazy to you, but for the time being that he's out there, a couple of catches that he made, he seems solid. I mean... He's yeah. no Antonio Brown or anything like that, but he seemed like another option as long as him and Brady continue to work and build, you know, chemistry and whatnot. He seemed like another solid option. In all honesty, it's another body that you honestly need because, you know, the injuries that happen. Edelman's getting older. You know, Dorsett's been banged up a little bit. Uh, Sanu still, is still new to the team. You need another body out there that you can rely upon, and he's been here since training camp, since he got drafted. He's been around the team, so you need him out there. Yeah, like you said, right, you know, Nikhil Harry wasn't able to display his full body of work of what he is. He, Like you said, he's look, he was a, another body yeah. out there on the field, especially with Dorsett um, leaving the game with um, p- potential concussion, maybe head injury. So we need to see what, you know, what can Nikhil Harry do? He made the best of his opportunities out of the four targets. He he caught three of them, you know, some low balls he dove for him. So it looked it looked decent, you know. Anytime Brady throws you the ball and you're able to catch that first first couple, you know. Okay, get out the way. <laughs> get that out the way. That's somebody who's reliable there. So we'll see, you know, eventually can he really fit into the system. One thing about this offense, we're all bashing it, right? Yeah. This offense has been bad, only, t- only 17 points. But there's still glimmer of hope. There's still okay. Can you work in Nikhil Harry? How how does Sanu fit into the system? Can Isaiah Wynn come back? So there's still time for this offense to improve. As much as we are bashing everything, there is still time to improve on this offense going forward. It's just that it's frustrating when you watch this game. 
it being 17 and 10 and in your back of your head, you're like, this should, this should have been maybe a 20 or 31 and 10 game. Patriots were supposed to put up a lot more points than they did. You think about their first three scoring attempts. They were all field goals. They should have been able to convert some of those. And this game is, we're not talking about a close game. We're talking about a blowout here. Cause if you think about it, Patriots really dominated, especially in the second half. Yeah. You know, especially in the second half, when you talk about the defense for sure, because coming into the game or at the start of the game, it looked like the defense was struggling a little bit. They had that one drive where they went for about 95 yards down the field to score on the Patriots. And you saw that and you're looking at this defense who's been considered or ranked one of the, one of the, if not the top defense in the league. How can they let this team come out and just drive on them knowing the success they had all year? But I've had to say, and like you just said, the second half, they came out with a different in- intensity, different mentality, and they held the Eagles in check. They weren't la- allowing Carson Wentz in that offense to have a field day like they did that first half. And, you know, it was just a reminder to, to everyone that this defense is still some- to, something to be reckoned with. Obviously, again, you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz, this is not one of the other teams that they faced early on in the season like like the Jets or the Redskins or or teams that they faced that offense you knew wasn't going to really strike fear into your eyes you knew Eagles if they got it clicking they can make something happen um but again the off the defense sorry came out in the second half and like I said held the Eagles Carson Wentz that offense in check big time but let's switch gears here Mike you know talk about the other side of the field Eagles were only able to put up, like we said, 10 points against this Patriots team. And all 10 points came in the first half. Carson Wentz, he was slinging the ball as well. He went 20 20 for 40, 214 yards, one touchdown. Let's talk about um, Carson Wentz for a little bit here. Um, Look, Carson has all the talent in the world. You can see it. He has the physical tools, looks like a quarterback, can throw the deep ball. Obviously, he's athletic, can run. But he's regressed. He's not the MVP Carson Wentz we was talking about maybe two years ago prior to his injury. You know, he he didn't look too great out there as well. Obviously, he's facing this dynamic Patriots defense, but if you look at his season in a total package, this is not the Carson Wentz that, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles thought they was they were going to get. He's not as great as everyone Looked, it looked like his trajectory was going to be. We got to yes. see Carson Wentz today and so far he missed some, he missed some throws there. Um, the last, the late touchdown, um, he, he had to Nelson Aguilar. That was a dime. When Patriots gave him an all, all time bliss, threw a dime to Nelson Aguilar. But like you said, Aguilar, Aguilar sucks. Aguilar sucks. So he, he wasn't able to reel that in. But yeah, Carson Wentz struggled against this Patriots defense. Um, the linebackers had a bounce back game. The high towers, what you want yeah. to call them, the boogeyman, high tower, um, Collins and Van Noy. Yeah. They had a back, um, bounce back game. Jason McCordy struggled early, early in the game. Kick that off first, the game. <laughs> the first, first play of the game, I think was, uh, what was it? Holding or pass, pass interference, into, pass interference that was able to propel the Philadelphia Eagles to get, um, a field goal kick. So it was shaky at first, but. Bill Belichick and that defense, man, they were able to make some adjustments, and Eagles really couldn't figure them out after that. Yeah, um, I think you 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 bottled it up right there perfectly in terms of saying Carson Wentz isn't the guy who, you know, we've seen in season past where he 
was in the running for MVP until he got hurt. Um, it's still, in my opinion, a team, and there was no Alshon Jeffrey tonight. No Alshon. I know another other people saying where was Jay Ajayi, who they recently signed because of Jordan Howard being out. Um, offense is not full of fire. It wasn't a fire full firepower offense yeah, con- con- compared to you know what. The Baltimore Ravens bring to the table, or Kansas City Chiefs, or other teams in the league. I don't think the Eagles' offense is that high powered compared to the Dallas Cowboys, who you'll be facing. Yeah. Um. But in my opinion, still a sem- semi decent offense. You know, Carson Wentz is there, but you got to give it Belichick and the defense and the coaching staff credit for what they were able to do in terms of holding them in check. Um. They the Eagles could get the job done against. Teams who aren't the Patriots. When I say that, I mean, again, the Patriots have, if not the best defense in the league. And the way they held them in check that whole second half, you know, kudos to everything they were able to accomplish. Um, but this defense, this page, when I look at this Patriots team, you know, I'm looking at the schedule here, kind of to shift gears a little bit. This is the part of the schedule where, in my opinion, I said, all right, here's where they'll really be tested. Yeah. You know, before the season started, I know the Browns are – the Browns suck. But before the season started, I said, all right, you get to this part of the schedule. You have the Browns, Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs. Those six teams right there, that's where the test was going to begin for the New England Patriots in the 2019 season. So far on that test road, they're 2-1. and one. You got through the Eagles, Ravens, you know, you had a struggle against them. You got through the Browns. Patriots are going to get tested here. They got somewhat tested in the first half against the Eagles. Especially the next game. But, the yeah, next game coming up. the next game against the Cowboys, luckily it's in Gillette Stadium, so you have that advantage there. But they're going to get tested. The Browns didn't really pose too much of a test. The Ravens, you know, Beat your ass. the Ravens gave them the business when they faced them. The Eagles in the first half was a test there, but then the Patriots seemed to get things going defensively. Uh, offensive, offensively still needed to get things in order, but – You've come out so far two and one of these teams that really pose a threat. Yeah, to Patriots Nation, they have their struggles. I think to the outside looking in, if you're not really a Patriots fan, you still this team, Brady, Belichick, offense, defense, it's still one to be feared. Do you fear them more than you fear the Ravens? Do you fear who? The Patriots. I think teams would face will fear the Ravens way more than they fear the Patriots. Okay. Due to the the Ravens firepower yeah. that they have on offense. Yeah, I have to agree there. Um do you fear the Chiefs more than you fear the Patriots? I think teams the rate just because of the Chiefs defense that brings them down. Okay. But when when teams are preparing and they have to go up to offenses, they're sweating a lot more about Patrick Mahomes. Than they are about Tom, Tom Brady in that offense. All right. Okay. Well, that's two questions that I want to pose. I think at the end of the day, you know, yes, we can look at this game and say, well, the offense struggled. The Brady look, didn't look good. The offensive line. Patriots are still sitting at a 9-1 and record. You know, and we've been complaining about this offensive line week after week after week. And somehow, some way, other than the Ravens game, they've come out victorious. It's because victorious. of the defense. And yes, and it's, it's because it's, of the defense. It's absolutely because of defense. Someone had a comment on here that said, hey, guys, if 
this defense didn't wasn't the number one defense in the league. What would the Patriots? Oh record boy! Be? Oh man! And you could you could put up any number. Yeah, right? you could throw any number out there. Obviously, things would be a lot different if this defense wasn't elite. But then yeah. again, you also have to remember. The schedule was pretty damn soft. Yeah, start, it was. Start off. It yeah, sure the was. Patriots were probably would have been able to manage. And the Patriots offense wasn't bad to start off. Sure wasn't. It sure <laughs> you, wasn't at all. You had Josh Gordon. You had Antonio Brown. You yeah. had um I'm I'm forgetting names. You you thought you were gonna have the Marius Thomas, yeah. you know? You had an offensive line. Yeah. So a lot of things have changed from this year from the beginning of the year. Now it seems like years. It seems like so, years ago, but it's been a what they say? Brady's thrown to seventeen different players this year. Something along those lines. That's crazy. But over the course of his career, he's thrown, I think, touchdown passes to the most. The yeah, that well, when you play for that, when you play for that, that is long, also that true. But this okay, yeah, seventeen. So players. here's another question I want to ask. At this point of season, we just finished what week eleven. This yeah. is week eleven. Are we to the point in the season where we can completely say? We need this in order for the Patriots to make it to the Super Bowl, possibly win the Super Bowl. We need it has to be the defense that carries this team. Or could, what does could, that mean? It has. To. It ha- when I say that, I mean, do we have faith that this offense can still be a team that you know can put up thirty plus points? No. I mean, you beat uh, the Browns. You score twenty seven. You played Ravens. You score twenty. You get to today. You but scored seventeen with the, Ra- uh, with the Browns. One the Browns. You they gave you a couple touchdowns. True, but in terms of the 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 Patriots offense putting up points, I'm not confident in the Patriots offense putting up points. Name me the last time where the Patriots offense put up enough points. You Touch- know, and when I say that, I mean touchdowns. It's hard because if you look at these scores, a lot of these scores are defensive touchdowns. Defensive touchdowns. So that's what I mean when I ask that question. Are we in a point in the season where we can say it has to be the New England Patriots defense that carries them and propels them to a possible Super Bowl appearance, Super Bowl victory? I mean, that's why people are calling this Patriots defense historic, right? Because we've Mm -hmm. never seen something like that where week in and week out, the Patriots defense is scoring touchdowns. That's not that it's just not sustainable. Yeah. It's not sustainable. And I think that's what you're asking is can this defense, can you think this defense is sustainable to get, you know, defensive touchdowns or just put you in in positions to score easier goals throughout this year going into the playoffs? I don't think it's sustainable. And I think if you depend on that, you're going to be in trouble. This mm-hmm. offense needs to get better. Yeah. I have the run game, the offensive line, you know, the wide receivers are there. Yes, Nikhil Harry has to get some more game action. Sanu gets a little more acclimated. But in terms of health, they're there. And the cat, and Harry's healthy, good to go. Edelman, he's aged, and you think he's on the field, so he's good to go. Sanu's healthy. Dorsett's out there. Jacoby Myers out there. The, the offense, the wide receivers, they are what they are. Right. It's the offensive line and the running backs that you need to – see that part of the offense get going. But, you know, a lot of football in the regular season left. And now, especially since the Ravens have continued to play well, you know, locking up the number one seed isn't isn't there. You have and to continue to work to make sure you hold on to that. And it's essential that you do. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you want to be playing in Gillette Stadium come playoff time for sure. I'm confident that you can beat this Baltimore Ravens team. It's obviously going to take a lot, but 
I wouldn't want to play Baltimore Ravens again at Baltimore. I know we see we've seen the Patriots do it. We've seen them go to Kansas City. We've seen them go, you know, back and forth with Kansas City. But I was more confident in Patriots offense last year than I am right now this year because it's just that line. Last year's offensive line was ridiculous. Yeah. Was ridiculous. Yeah. It was protecting Brady. Brady was able to make plays. You don't have that. You don't have Rob Gronkowski. You don't have all these, you know, the, Ben Watson had a great game this year. Is that sustainable? Are you expecting five receptions, 52 yards from Ben Watson game in and game out? No. He's just not built like that in, in, in this system. He's not built like that. A comment just came in. Um, a couple comments just came in. One saying, you know, this offense will improve at critical as critical pieces return. Uh, this is Eric saying by week 13, game 13, he believes that the team will be firing on all cylinders. Other than, you know, when coming back, what other pieces are we really looking for right now? You're looking at, like I mentioned earlier, when comes back one, that's you, you huge. Think, you think that you you protecting Brady's blind side. And you think that helps the running game as well. You're hoping another another piece is Nikhil, Jacoby, Sanu. Like those yeah, are those are, guys, healthy. those are three guys right there. And you find figure out what the hell happened to Dorsett. Yeah. But the three that I mentioned, Nikhil, Sanu, and Jacoby, can they up their game? To where Brady can target him more than three times a game and really become a factor. And then what, what do you do with this running game, Mike? I, unleash, unleash James White. That's that's a, one thing that I'll never fully understand. James White, in terms of having the label as a running back, is the most productive player. When you look at that depth chart, yes, he's not you know, taking the ball and busting up through the tackles, picking up yards that way. But in terms of running backs on this team, he is the most productive. The fact that he's not on the field the majority of the time, I understand that you got to switch things up between him and Sony Michelle. But James White needs to, needs more snaps than, than he gets. Especially in a game like this where you, you think James White could, you know, take advantage of some of the linebackers that, that were there. I would love to have seen James White a lot more. Rex Burkhead, he's been struggling. Yeah. You know, he has – that's just what it is. He's been struggling. And obviously this is not the same tandem of Michelle and White of last year to the point even on this show we was asking y'all what nicknames to give these guys. <laughs> they they look like the second coming of Kamara and Ingram. Yeah. But, so obviously things haven't been great, but I would have loved to see James White more. Looking at – um. James White's numbers, he rushed for five times, 20 yards, and then for reception-wise, four receptions for 16 yards, targeted seven times. He needs more. He needs more in the game. Do you – sorry. Do you, do you feel like maybe they don't put him out there more because they feel as if once the defenses see him out there, it's kind of predictable – I mean, he of, got he got five. He got five. He gets busy. He usually gets busy when he's on the field. Like he, he he's productive. But do you feel Patriots sometimes are reluctant to just throw him out there every time because the fact that he's out there it gets a little predictable. It can it can get predictable, but at the same time, you have to stop it. Yeah, he he's always going to be a mismatch. True, 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 true. So I'm looking at other comments coming in. A lot of people are, are saw earlier. A lot of people are talking about the Ravens. 
and Ravens beat up a team that you've heard, I've heard you say a couple times you thought they were pretty solid teams, right? Some a team to be feared in the AFC, the Houston Texans. Yes, Ravens smacked bad. the Houston Texans bad. And I saw one comment that said, "I don't feel I forgot who it was, uh, but they said they don't feel comfortable <laughs> with the Patriots playing." Uh, the Ravens, whether it be in Baltimore or in New England, they're just afraid of the the Baltimore Ravens altogether. Listen, the Ravens, Patriots got to look at the Ravens one time so far this season. And I saw another comment that said that's huge for Bill Belichick to get a chance to see a team, to get a chance to taste them, whether it's a win or a loss. You got to face and see and understand that team and what they bring to the table. Does that really matter for the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, or? Is that Ravens team just too damn good that this season that's just a team you really don't want to run into? Something happened with the Ravens when they beat the Patriots. They beat that because they, their schedule was it's a huge confidence booster for one. Their schedule is okay too. Like they didn't play no one big. They lost to the um, Cleveland Browns early in the year. You know, obviously the hype train was Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. So it slowed down a little bit when they lost to Kansas City, when they lost to Cleveland. When they beat the Patriots, they all came together and said, "Okay, this is real." Yeah, we just beat we just beat the <laughs> champ, the, the um the defending champs. We can win the Super Bowl. And I think I've watched the I watched the Bengals game, and I watched some of the um the Texans the because I was like you said I was really excited to see Deshaun Watson versus Lamar Jackson, yeah. which I bet many people were. So I watched that game, the first half of it, anyways, because the second half there was no need to watch no more. Baltimore Ravens are playing with a different type of swagger now. Oh yeah, you could tell in the interviews. Can t- you can tell everything. Press conferences. This is this is our year. Yeah. They're playing with. Okay, we can go out and we can win it. We have all the trust in Lamar. We have the best running game. Lamar's fi- he's throwing the ball, slinging it. He's do- yeah. They have unleashed the playbook now. So it's like Baltimore Ravens. They believe they believe they can win it all. Mm-hmm. This is a different Baltimore Ravens team that you even faced two weeks ago. True. This is, that, that Ravens team was okay. Let's see if we can beat the Patriots. Now it's like, we know we can beat the Patriots, and everyone else we're going to play, we're just going to smack them around because it's go time. So you got to be careful with the Ravens no matter what. Now, back to what you were saying, Bill Belichick, second time around. We talked about it, Mike, on the roundtable. I don't think Belichick gave the Ravens everything. Mm. Defensively, I don't think he. There was packages and plays I didn't see him use that he used on everyone else. Even in the um Eagles game tonight, I was like, okay, let's pick, Belichick pick it up here. This is not Lamar Jackson. You can start <laughs> blitzing and things like that, and eventually they started doing that. There wasn't a lot of blitz packages with Lamar because obviously you fear he's running, yeah. running and things like that. But Belichick kind of laid back a little bit defensively against Lamar Jackson. I believe so. Just so you know, he can test things around and see the strengths and weaknesses of the Ravens, how they would handle things. I think, obviously, when they face the Ravens again, it'll be a little different. It'll definitely be a little different. And if you remember that game, yes, they beat the Patriots, but there was times where Patriots really shot themselves in the foot. You had that another Edelman mistake where he fumbles. You know, you had the neutral zone infraction. There was a lot. It was messy. It was a messy game from the Patriots, and they definitely will clean things up. Yeah, I mean, I think we're at a point in the season now, and especially for the New England Patriots over the last couple of years, it always gets to a certain point in the season. It just comes down to, okay, who is the Patriots facing in the AFC Championship game? You know, last year, I think a lot of people had it 
chalked up to Patriots versus Chiefs this year, looking like a lot of people's looking at Patriots Ravens. So if that is the matchup, it's going to be interesting to see because again, here's another year we have a team who is playing out of their mind, similar to Kansas City last year. Yeah. Baltimore this year is a team playing out of their mind with the MVP caliber quarterback with the offense that looks like they can seem to do whatever they want. You know, what they did to the Texans, I, I don't think they do that to the Texans as they don't beat the Patriots. I really believe that that, Patriots, huge confidence booster. that Patriots game really switched. You know, John Harbaugh, he has, he has a taste of beating the Patriots and stuff like that. You know, he pumped them up. With a little gas, too. Yeah. like, hey guys, this is. I've been here. I've been. I've had Super Bowl runs. This team is it. Yeah, you know. And another thing that's coming through the comments, and it's something else that I believe as well. You know, if there's one guy, one coaching staff that can figure a team out, history showed it. This is not even about being a fan or oh, big Patriots, Patriots Nation. This is not even about if you just are a fan of football and have been watching the NFL for years. If there's a guy who can figure a team out and find a way to beat them and get the job done, it's the New England it's the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. Yeah. That's just what he has shown throughout his time as the head coach of the Patriots. He can find a way. So, yes, the Baltimore Ravens look like they're the big and bad team right now, similar to last year, Kansas City. They look like they were the big and bad team, you know, during last year's run. And then what happened when you got to the AFC Championship game? Exactly. What happens if you get to an AFC Championship game against Baltimore this year? You know, it hasn't been played yet, but it remains to be seen. But I think if people have to lean to one side or the other about who would possibly come out of victorious, Patriots fan or not, you're probably saying, yeah, Burr Ravens are good. Lamar Jackson, that's a bad boy over there. But Patriots continuously find a way to get it done over and over again. That's Absolutely. just what it boils down to. Absolutely. Let's see how, you know, next week, Patriots have another – this is going to be their second best offensive team that they play. Yeah. With, you know, Dak Prescott. Dak had a great game today. Dak is rolling. You should know. <laughs> Dak was Dak was rolling. He had Zeke, Zeke Elliott still in the backfield. That secondary – now the secondary gets tested. They didn't get tested as much with the Ravens because the Ravens don't have the best wide receivers. You mm-hmm. know, it was the Lamar Jackson show. You got Mari Cooper and Michael Gallup there in that second day. Yeah. Yes, Gilmore's gonna take one of them. But we as we saw to um we saw today that Cowboys faced the um Lions, right? Yeah. So Slayton, their their top corner for the Lions was covering Cooper. You know who got busy? Gallup. Gallup went off for over a hundred yards. So and then yes, someone in the comments, Randall Cobb off the Randall slot. Cobb, yep. You know, that's another Assignment where Jonathan Jones is really going to get <laughs> tested. Randall Cobb's not just any slot receiver. No. He's one of the best slot receivers in this game amongst with Edelman and like Golden Tate. So this is really going to be a test for the secondary. The Ravens game was the test for the team in general because obviously Lamar Jackson was like the linebackers and the linebackers got exposed. The defensive line got exposed. This is the secondary. What are they going to do to try to stop the wide receivers? And then you got this boy named Zeke getting busy in the back too. So I'm, hey. I'm another big test for the Patriots. Like I said, their Patriots are in the stretch right now where they're being tested. They're being tested by many different teams. It started with, in my opinion, the Browns, who, yes, they're not who we thought they could have been, but Browns, in my opinion, was a little bit of a test. Ravens were a test. The Eagles were a decent test. And then Cowboys – our test next week followed up by the Texans and Chiefs. So this defense, 
who was started off the season as the top defense in the league, is getting tested right now. So it remains to be seen what it looks like uh, next week when the Patriots take on the Cowboys at Gillette Stadium. But, Marv, I'm looking at the time here. Let's get into, you know, a favorite part of the show for many people. The stars and sorries of the game. Once again, if you know the deal with this show, please drop your stars of the game. A couple guys who you think had a great game, who deserve a star of the game. And also let us know who you feel deserves a sorry of the game. And we'll shout them out for sure. But let's kick things off with a star of the game. If you have any in mind, again, let us know. I'm going to start it off with the star of the game. And, you know, this is a guy who we talked about a little bit here. Um, and somebody who you've said it, I've said it, we've certainly believed it, should be involved much more, much more than he is. For some reason, he's not, for whatever reason. But James White, when his number's called upon, he finds a way to be productive. I don't. I can't literally sit here and remember the last time I thought to myself or said out loud, James White had a bad game. I don't remember saying it or thinking it because I feel like anytime James White is on the field, he is productive. I think of James White, I think of production. Production, James White. That's what he's brought to the New England Patriots, you know, for these last couple of seasons for sure. James White, again, five carries for 20 yards. You know, and then in the receiving game, he finished with uh, four carries for 16 yards on seven targets. You know, it was Edelman with 10 targets and then James White uh, with seven targets in terms of how it broke down. So James White, in my opinion, for what he brings to the table and hopefully Patriots find a way to implement him some more on offense because, again, he gets the job done. But for me, he gets a star of the game. All right. All right. James White started the game. I can't. I can't, you know, debate that. I have a couple um, stars to give out. Give them out. Give them so out. bear with me here. First star I got to give out to a guy we did not talk about this game, Danny Shelton. Danny Shelton. Okay. Danny Shelton was all over the field this game, whether he was pressuring Carson Wentz, was, whether he was stopping Miles Sanders in the in the backfield. End of the game when, you know, seven, um, seven tackles, one sack. I loved what I saw from Danny Shelton. They got ex- the line got exposed bad against the Ravens, you know, and I we gave them a sorry for that on the show. But this week right here, the line stepped up, I believe, and Danny Shelton was a huge part of that. So I gotta give Danny Shelton a star. Another star I gotta give out to Stephon Gilmore. Shut down Jordan Matthews. Matthews couldn't get anything he wanted at all. Ended the game, Mike, with one reception, six yards. What can you say about Stephon Gilmore? You know, a lot Top of guys are talking about. Lamar Jacksons or Russell Wilsons and all these guys as MVP, but you gotta put Stephon Gilmore's name. League will never do it. They'll never, never do it. Do it. I say you gotta put him up there in consideration as defensive player of the year, MVP, whatever it is. His name needs to be talked about more because yeah. the man just he does his job and he does it amazingly. Stephon Gilmore, another guy I gotta give a star out to is who really helped this team out with only limiting the uh, Philadelphia Eagles 10 points. Jake Bailey. Jake Bailey. I see that in the comments a lot. Okay, in the comments. A lot of comments for Jake Jake, Bailey. Jake Bailey, you know, field position-wise, he was just great. Great punts. Pinned them back down. There was one time he pinned them to the five-yard line, and they still were able to – they were still able – sorry. Oh, they were still able to drive 95 yards down the field, which was unfortunate. But still – that was huge for them. So 
Jake Bailey, Stephon Gilmore, and um, Danny Shelton. Those are my stars of the game. What else is in the comment? See some guys saying Gilmore and Hightower definitely deserve Hightower, a star of the okay, game. That's a good one. Bailey got sh- a shot out a lot. Saw some for Van Noy. Um, deserves a star. Gilmore's getting shot out. Bailey, like I said, Bailey. Uh, a guy, Travis Cactus uh, Jack Scott said, J.C. Jackson deserves more playing times for what he built, brings to the table. Uh, Slater, usually, hey, if Bailey's setting him kicks back there, you know who's back there making a play happen or pinning down the ball for sure? Usually, Matthew Slater. So he could get a star usually every week if you really think about it. Uh, but, yeah, just shout out those stars for sure. But on this show, when there's the good, there's the bad. And when you're bad, we tell you sorry. So, again, just like we did with the stars, let us know who you feel deserves a sorry of the game, somebody who didn't play well, someone who had a bad performance, somebody who had a mishap. Let us know who you're thinking. Me, this is going to be tough. This is going to be tough. But I won't say he had a bad game, but he had a bad play. Uh, Julian Edelman. You're going to get the guy who threw the only touchdown. He threw a touchdown. In this game. But I'm saying. Sorry. And this is not even just sorry because you of this game. Have, Marv, listen. And this so is Marv, have you not sat here and said, my goodness, I think Julian Edelman probably leaves the league in drops? I have said it, and I was right. And you know what? Again, you saying that, and it's that that probably is true. If he's up there, top five, top ten in drops. Top three, top three. Top three in drops. Here's a game again tonight against the to Philadelphia right. Eagles where he's dropped some crucial balls, and he dropped a crucial ball in the end zone. You know, from one angle, you thought that the defender just made a solid play on the ball. Uh-uh. They flipped that camera around. Julian Edelman just could not hold on to that ball. That would have been an easy six points for the New England Patriots. It was a bad play on his part. And again, like we've said multiple times on the show, he's had a couple of those yeah. throughout the season. The fumble last the fumble against the Ravens. Drops. Edelman's, what, 33 years old? Yep. 32, 33 years old? If you want to talk about father time or something, catching up with somebody. It's He's not, still balling, though. Man. I mean, don't get me wrong. Julian Edelman doesn't suck. Please do not take this as I'm saying Julian Edelman is a bad player or he sucks. That's not what I'm saying at all. If it's third and something and the Patriots need a, a completion, I want the ball being thrown at Edelman. That's what it is. But I will say, and I'm just being honest, We've seen many times throughout the season where he's had opportunities and he's dropped or fumbled opportunities away. That's just what it is. He had a touchdown. He dropped it. I'm giving him a sorry for that play in this game. Julian Edelman, you get a sorry. That's just what it is. Let's be honest here. It's a Patriots postgame show, but I'm going to call it how I see it. If you don't like it, sorry. Yeah, that was a bad drop. I've been saying, you know, I've been, we've been talking about it, been saying it. Edelman's drops have been a little more egregious lately. So I get it. I get it. I want to give it to him just because, you know, he did throw the touchdown. So I feel like that's a, that's a cancel out. He could have found someone else to give it a sorry I mean, yeah, to. He threw a I damn touchdown. Said, I should have said we should have gave him a star then for the touchdown he threw. Yeah, good touchdown. Star. Yes. Sheesh, man. <laughs> I'll give a sorry. Listen, Mike. You faced the Eagles two years ago. Yeah. In the Super Bowl. It's a shootout. Yeah. Big game. Woo. Big game. Ready to throw for 500 yards? 500 yards. And yeah. then and then Carson Wentz threw for... Carson? Who? Oh, wait. That wasn't... 
That wasn't Carson. You thought Carson Wentz won the Super Bowl for the Eagles? Oh, it wasn't Carson Wentz. Who you think Carson Wentz got a statue outside? Wait, that wasn't Carson. Who was it? That, that was who? Nicholas Foles. Oh, where's Nick Foles? <laughs> oh, he's in Jacksonville. How, how's this season going? So <laughs> let me get this straight. Man won them a Super Bowl. Carson Wentz, the star child, MVP season, gets hurt. Bum-ass Nick Foles found a way. Found a way. He found a way. He went bar to bar with Tom Brady and won. They shipped Nick Foles out after he played another season with them because Carson Wentz got hurt again with his damn back at the age of 22. Wentz comes back. This is his team now. Mm -hmm. What's their record after this game, Mike? They five and five? Five and five. This is the team that has, you know, the out most of the time, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, the combo of Jordan Howard and Sanders, you know, Goddard, decent defense. But Carson Wentz, now every the eyes are on you. You see, when you was the MVP candidate, there wasn't tape on you. Mm, but say it, say it. My favorite line, say it. There's tape on you now, Carson. <laughs> There's tape on you now. And boy, oh boy. Boy, have you not delivered. Now you go against, you know, the, the Patriots, who, who you beat. Your team beat anyway. Not, no, not who. who He didn't beat them. <laughs> he, he got a ring. Oh, yeah, on the pom-poms on the sideline. Carson, yeah. do you think Carson says he's a Super Bowl champ? No, he has to. He played the season. He played the season. He, I'm a Super Bowl champ. <laughs> no, no, he played the season. I won, I won play, the Super Bowl. He played the season, so I guess he could he could call himself a champ. So, Brissett is Super Bowl champ. Brissett. <laughs> So Carson Wentz went <laughs> – I'm not going to disrespect my boy Brissett, especially because he balled today. Carson Wentz went 20 for 40, 214 yards, threw it one touchdown, but that was it, man. That second half, I, I bet you it was like only 80 yards, zero touchdowns. He didn't throw an interception, but he just – I said it earlier. He doesn't look that good to me. He looks decent. He has the talent. He just looks decent. Yeah, he's, he's average. He's average. And I just don't think – I think – and I heard some boos earlier in that game. And sure did. The boo birds were out there. I know Nick Foles ain't doing much in Jacksonville, but I know in the back people are talking about, damn. <laughs> oh, no. Nick Nick would have hit that throw. So what you doing here, Bob? Who you giving it to? Giving it to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. The, my sorry goes to Carson Wentz because he is always going to be compared – to bum ass Nick Foles oh, yeah. for the rest of his life. As long and as if he can't get over this hump in the next two, three years, oh, the, the chat- only way he can get over this hump, though, he has to win a Super Bowl. And that ain't what Magic Johnson <laughs> means. He ain't going to do that. But- <laughs> so, Carson Wentz, on this show, I got to give you a sorry. Yeah. I see a lot of other sorries coming out there. We got a question here. Go ahead. Do you think that Eagles made the wrong decision to get rid of? You know, no, they didn't. No, let's let's. I'm having fun. I'm just having. Let's be honest here. Foles stepped in and he did a job. But if you go off what Carson Wentz was doing prior to the injuries, you thought you have your future quarterback right there and then. Your franchise future quarterback Carson Wentz is supposed to lead the way for that team for years to come. He got hurt. Nick Foles stepped in and got the job done, however they did it, whatever. But when it came to the end of the season, they had to sit in the in the office and talk about, all right, where we're going with this team. 
you know, the, the choice is, is Wentz. Yes, the best option that you could have did, what they tried to do, I forgot how it unfolded, but you have to see if you can move foes for some kind of draft picks or some kind of compensation because you have to go in all in on Carson Wentz. They didn't make a bad decision by getting rid of Foles. That's just how I feel. Yeah, no, they had to they had to do something with Foles. And, you know, for Foles, it was good for him to try to become a starting quarterback in yeah. this league. You know, he's got his shit. Why not? And you, you invested so much in Carson Wentz. That's your number two, the number two pick. Obviously, he's going to be the guy. I'm just having a little fun with it because <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna, to you know, be a conversation. Murmurs yeah. are going to be happening, especially, yeah. one, you got to bring the Eagles to the playoffs. We have to with this team, yeah. the team this talented. You know, some people would even thought they were going to be Super Bowl contenders. The team this talented, you got to bring them to the playoffs and you got to make sure that they deliver. So if he doesn't, you know, they're always going to bring up Nick Foles, who in the playoffs delivers. Well, there you have it for sure. Um, Yeah, once again, the Patriots get the victory over the Philadelphia Eagles in week 11, 17 to 10. They move to 9-1 and one on the season next week. They'll be hosting those Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, mm. America's favorite team. Them boys, huh? Them Cowboys coming into town. Dak Prescott with his dance moves. Ooh. Zeke Elliott, you know. We'll see what the Cowboys bring to the table taking on the New England Patriots. Uh, but, yeah, any final thoughts, Marv, as we – Wind down and wrap up this post game. Wrapping show up here. this post game show. Everyone who's been in the comments. Oh yeah. You know, shout out to you guys once again. We like to end off the show, but just y'all shout out where y'all watching this from. Oh yeah. Where you, sure. where you guys tuning in from watching this Patriots post game show? Let us know your location. You know, you guys are the reasons why we do this. So we'd love to give a shout out to you and wherever city you guys are from as well. Shout out to everyone watching. Um, to wrap up the show, Mike, just. The, you know, the story of this week is going to be the offense. It's, it's, it's not something just to say, eh, it's some, it's a concern to me. It's really a concern and I, I would love to see it, you know, move on. And now I'm seeing some shout outs. We finally got some masks. Hey, you know, everyone's been from out of state and that's great. And oh, we yeah. love that. We love that. But we haven't seen no mass. We got framing here in the building. Shout out to the dynasty continues. We got Lowell, Lowell. Brandon Moon. Okay, we got. Of course, we got our boy Eric, all the way from the motherland. We love Lagos, Nigeria. Nigeria. I'm going to the motherland soon, Mike. Oh yeah, Marv taking a trip. I'm going to the motherland soon. Ivory Coast. Whoa! Shout out to the West Indies. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. grenade in the building. Shout out to the West Indies for sure. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. <laughs> Matt Slater's we gotta party wrap, over we, there. We got to wrap up the show now. <laughs> Marv don't want to talk about anything Matt Slater related. But, again, this has been the Patriots post-game show here on the CLNS Media Network. Alongside Marvin Azan, I am Mike Marlin. Make sure you follow us not only here on the post-game show, but check us out every Tuesday night live right here on the same CLNS Media Network with the Double M Show. You also want to catch us on the Patriots Roundtable that we do throughout the week with our boy Nick. Follow us. Check us out. Tune in. Like, subscribe, share, whatever you got to do. Yeah, man. Let your friends know. We are do we do this every after every Patriots show. Let them know. Let them know. Let them know. Shout out to Buffalo, New York from Brandon. Hey. And uh, we out. See we you out guys next week.